and welcome to the Lazy Book Club podcast, the book club for those who don't want to read or leave the house. My name is Matt Gonzalez. Leaping lizards! It's David Cox. And I'm Josh Matheson. Have we lost the seasonal theme now because it's after Christmas? Apparently. I couldn't think, I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> I, I don't think I was creative today. because I think Matt, he never, he never thinks about it in advance. I know. I, I no. give him way too much credit in terms of the logic behind his yeah. choices a lot of the time, I think. Well, they were the last few times, but yeah. I was going to go like, I, I think what, what came into my head there was going, oh, a rubber pum pum. A rubber pum pum. Pretty dun dun. Yeah. I would have enjoyed that. So this week we are looking at the very last chapter of yeah. A Christmas Carol. It's come very oh, quickly. I know. What a journey. After the marathon that was Pinocchio, this feels yeah. like a blip, a drop yeah. in the ocean. <laughs> Pinoc- Pinocchio was a significant part of our year. It yeah. really was. <laughs> Like if, <laughs> over, over, well over a quarter. Yeah, people found lockdown trying. Pinocchio was my limit. <laughs> that was if it. you're if you're new to the podcast and you haven't listened to any of our previous books, Pinocchio was an adventure. Mm-hmm. There was it was some, there was ups and downs, but it was a bonkers uh, riot to read and uh, hopefully to listen to as well. Definitely. But yeah, we've got a bunch of other books that you can move straight on to once you finish this one. Because why not? There is nothing else to do right now. That's it. Well, normally. Like the bit between Christmas and New Year's is all, 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 always that sort of lull period. Yeah. yeah. Of like, well, I really should be doing something. But it's, I, it's the period where com- you never know what day it is. You go, no. is it the weekend? It, is it Monday? It's always, the 20, it's always the 28th of December. I've been living in my pajamas for the last five days and I showered, I think, three days ago. It's one of those kind but of it's, it's so But it's so much extra this year because we just like have to stay at home. I'm just, yeah. gonna, I'm, I'm really just going to have to just do really boring stuff that I would never think about doing at Christmas. This whole because... year has been that Christmas to New Year period. Yeah, this <laughs> whole year. <laughs> it needs a name. It needs a so name. So last week Scrooge was met by the spirit of Christmas yet to come and it was a very morose affair, wasn't it? It was very somber and quite cold feeling. Yeah, we had very... him meeting uh, as far as he was aware just a man in the area had died and people seemed to be for want of a better word, happy that he was gone. It was the debtors were not in debt. The businessman didn't even notice. The London Stock Exchange kept ticking over and no one was none the wiser. And that was kind of it. And he was like, oh, what lonely man was this? And then right at the end, we find out that it was himself. It was Ebenezer Scrooge's grave that was left unmourned and bare and barren. And then we left Scrooge having a fight with his bedpost with yeah. a piece of material on it, wasn't Is he? He, he was fighting with his curtains. Yeah. Because <laughs> you'll hear He's that when I'll, post. <laughs> I'll sometimes wake up in the night and my cat's having a battle with like a, a leaf or something. I think Ebenezer's a great name for a cat. <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or Scrooge as well. Come on, Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, a tight-fisted tabby. <laughs> yeah. He was basically Grumpy Cat. Grumpy Cat should have been called Scrooge. <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah, poor thing. Yeah, actually, Grumpy Cat had the same thing, um, but didn't renounce his ways. No, so he d- but he became died. famous for it and has got a very dear place in all of our hearts. So his legacy yeah. lives on. <laughs> yeah, maybe there would have been a place for Scrooge in this day. Is like some, mm. having like a Twitter account. Yes, just or a really tweeting, good meme. Tweeting grumpy stuff. Yes. And people would like enjoy the fact oh, that he'd have so, so many followers. 
Could you yeah. imagine Bar Humbug? It's like, it's like the account that Troy sets up for Pierce in Community, Old White Man says. Yes, <laughs> exactly that. Oh my goodness, it is exactly that. How depressing is that, that in our modern world he'd just be celebrated? <laughs> I think we should just drop it. Isn't it the end of it all? The end? Just the end of it. The end of it. The end of it, yeah. Let's hear the end of it. <laughs> Stave five. The end of it. Yes, and the bedpost was his own. The bed was his own. The room was his own. Best and happiest of all, the time before him was his own to make amends in. I will live in the past, the present and the future, Scrooge repeated as he scrambled out of bed. The spirits of all three shall strive within me. Oh, Jacob Marley, heaven and the Christmas time be praised for this. I say it on my knees, old Jacob, on my knees. He was so fluttered and so glowing with his good intentions that his broken voice would scarcely answer to his call. He had been sobbing violently in his conflict with the spirit and his face was wet with tears. They are not torn down, cried Scrooge, folding one of his bed curtains in his arms. They are not torn down, rings and all. They are here. I am here. The shadows of the things that would have been may be dispelled. They will be. I know they will. His hands were busy with his garments all this time, turning them inside out, putting them on upside down, tearing them, mislaying them, making them party to every kind of extravagance. I don't know what to do, cried Scrooge, laughing and crying in the same breath and making a perfect Laocoan of himself with his stockings. Just to give some context there, Laocoan in the Greek legend was a seer and a priest of the god Apollo. Uh-huh. So he was a prophet. He was someone who could see into the future. <clears throat> so I gotcha. think that's why he was saying, like, I've made a Laocoan of myself because I've, I've been able to see my own, yeah. So he was a pop culture figure in Victorian. I was going to say, I feel like your average Victorian school child would probably be well informed about if you were studying classics. Yeah, you you would know that. If you were Boris Johnson, you would have gotten that reference. (laughs) I am as light as a feather. I am as happy as an angel. I am as merry as a schoolboy. I'm as giddy as a drunken man. A merry Christmas to everybody. A happy new year to all the world. Hello there. Whoop. Hello. (laughs) He had frisked into the sitting room and was now standing there, perfectly winded. There's the saucepan that the gruel was in, cried Scrooge, starting off again and going round the fireplace. There's the door by which the ghost of Jacob Marley entered. There's the corner where the ghost of Christmas presents sat. There's the window where I saw the wandering spirit. It's all right. It's all true. It all happened. (laughs) Um, I mean, he's just walking around going, oh, yeah, it's my bedroom. Yeah, pretty much. I don't quite understand how that's proof that what happened. If there were like chain marks on the floorboards where his chains had banged or, or like, like that. It, no, there's just like, there's like a photo album, like selfies. <laughs> just him with, him with the you know, with selfies. Be like- he's gone back through his phone afterwards the next <laughs> night and gone, who's that guy? I don't know him. <laughs> you've, 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 you've got yet to come to stick in his skeleton tongue out and they're just being or they're in like one of those photo booths with like props 
And then in the corner, there's there's a throne made out of turkey carcasses. Yes, there's just a rotten yeah. pile of food in the corner. <laughs> yeah, it's just like covered in ants. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we're going to get ants. <laughs> <laughs> Really, for a man who had been out of practice for so many years, it was a splendid laugh, a most illustrious laugh, the father of a long, long line of brilliant laughs. I don't know what day of the month it is, said Scrooge. I don't know how long I have been among the spirits. I don't know anything. I'm quite a baby. Never mind, I don't care. I'd rather be a baby. Hello! (laughs) Hello there! It sounds like he's had a... A break, like a mental break. He's uh, yeah, he's not all there, but he's, he seems to be on board with it. But it's kind of nice because I think it's the case that like he's just so happy to have a second chance at redemption that you can just you can just imagine him just pacing and just kind of going like I thought I thought that was it I thought it was over and oh isn't yeah. it amazing to be alive and I think it is probably one of those things where you know where someone has a near death experience and then has this renewed sense of purpose and this yeah. renewed sense of like lust for life that's obviously what's happened here he's kind of gone actually yeah life's too short to be grumpy and miserable I need to, to do something he was checked in his transports by the churches ringing out the lustiest peals he had ever heard clash clash Hammer, ding, dong, bell, bell, dong, ding, hammer, clash, clash. <laughs> oh, glorious, glorious. Has someone got a drum kit in the clock tower or something? Or what? <laughs> someone who got it for Christmas and hasn't learned how to play yeah. it yet. It's a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> From the Cadbury's advert. Yeah. <laughs> Running to the window, he opened it and put out his head. No fog, no mist. Clear, bright, jovial, stirring, cold, cold, piping for the blood to dance to. Golden sunlight, heavenly sky, sweet, fresh air, merry bells. Oh, glorious, glorious. What's today? cried Scrooge, calling downward to a boy in Sunday clothes, who perhaps had loitered in to look about him. And then the little boy, who's the little boy? What does he sound like? Stewie Griffin. (laughs) <laughs> i love the idea of this like little urchin having a really really well-spoken rp voice and a big head <laughs> to be fair maybe scrooge lives in a very nice area yeah he lives in paddington or something hmm. yeah so that would be oh is it sort of done here is that it uh, yes Okay, bring it forward and a little bit more into the nose. Yes, it's slightly <laughs> sibilant. You can. T- I'm not a. Fa- I'm not a Family Guy watcher, so That's a lot right. of these references slightly sibilant as well. Oh, okay. I can sort of live in this sort of a place. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have one line anyway. Yeah, yeah I know, right? But it's a it's a big one. Yeah. 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 A. Returned the boy, <laughs> with all his might of wonder. What's today, my fine fellow? said Scrooge. Today, replied the boy. Why, it's Christmas Day. It's <laughs> <laughs> just, okay, I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> it's Christmas Day, said Scrooge to himself. I haven't missed it. The spirits have done it all in one night. They can do anything they like. Of course they can. Of course they can. Hello, my fine fellow. You'd Hello. think, oh, you'd be like stranger danger, wouldn't you? You'd be like, Hello, oh, he's lost it. I'm lucky he's up there. Yeah. Out the window. yeah. 
Hello, returned the boy. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Do you Hello. know the poulterers in the next street but one at the corner? Scrooge inquired. I should hope I did, replied the lad. An intelligent boy, said Scrooge. A remarkable boy. Do you know whether they've sold the prize turkey that was hanging up there? Not the little prize turkey, the big one. What? The one as big as me? returned the boy. <laughs> what a delightful boy, said Scrooge. It's a pleasure to talk to him. Yes, my buck. It's hanging there now, replied the boy. Is it? said Scrooge. Go and buy it. Walker, exclaimed the boy. No, no, said Scrooge. I am in earnest. Go and buy it and tell them to bring it here, that I may give them the directions where to take it. Come back with the man and I shall give you a shilling. Come back with him in less than five minutes and I'll give you half a crown. The boy was off like a shot. He must have had a steady hand at a trigger who could have got off a shot half so fast. I'll send it to Bob Cratchit's whispered Scrooge, rubbing his hands and splitting with a laugh. He shan't know who sends it. It's twice the size of Tiny Tim. Joe Miller never made such a joke as sending it to Bob's will be. He the hasn't hand... given the boy any money, has he? No, he he's going to get he all come... the way there and he's going to be like, are you going to pay for it? And he's going to be like... Uh, <laughs> it would be like a hundred, hundred odd pounds in our money. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's just like, like what? <laughs> what? I'm just going to take your word for it, fella. Yeah, like, yeah, they are, they are expensive. Yeah, we're going to be a great prank if they did do that. Just go down the butchers and be like, oh yeah, Mr. Scrooge ordered this really big turkey. Send it to his house. He'll give you the money, and then they all turn up going, yeah, where's yeah. our money? Yeah, all right, <laughs> yeah. good bird. one. Yeah. If you were rich, it would be a good prank to do for someone that like just and they like, Hates like they, don't, they don't know what to do. No, but just someone that's just like, oh, thanks, and they just like, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, <laughs> it's too big. It's too big for my oven. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing; they haven't got an oven, so you better get it cooked before he takes it round to their house. Oh, yeah. as yeah, well. mm. that going to? He's going to be just sit, him sitting in the baker's for like three hours waiting for this turkey to cook. <laughs> three hours. This one's bigger than Tiny Tim. It'll take all day. Oh yeah. So we found a plot hole. Yes. <laughs> the hand in which he wrote the address was not a steady one, but write it he did somehow and went downstairs to open the street door, ready for the coming of the poulterer's man. As he stood there, waiting his arrival, the knocker caught his eye. I shall love it as long as I live, cried Scrooge, patting it with his hand. I scarcely ever looked at it before, what an honest expression it has in its face. It's a wonderful knocker. Oh, here's the turkey. Hello! Whoop! How are you? Merry Christmas! It was a turkey. He never could have stood upon his legs, that bird. He would have snapped them off in a minute, like <laughs> sticks of sealing wax. So this is just like the obese turkey. The proper fat The Jabba the Hutt turkey at the farm. <laughs> Why, it's impossible to carry that to Camden Town, said Scrooge. You must have a cab. The chuckle with which he said this, and the chuckle with which he paid for the turkey, and the chuckle with which he paid for the cab, and the chuckle with which he recompensed the boy, were only to be exceeded by the chuckle with which he sat down, breathless in his chair again, and chuckled till he cried. Shaving was not an easy task, for his hand continued to shake very much, 
and shaving requires attention even when you don't dance while you're at it. But if he had cut off the end of his nose, he would have put a piece of sticking plaster over it and been quite satisfied. (laughs) He dressed himself all in his best and at last got out into the streets. The people were by this time pouring forth as he had seen them with the ghost of Christmas present, and walking with his hands behind him, Scrooge regarded every one with a delighted smile. He looked so irresistibly pleasant, in a word, that three or four good-humoured fellows said, Do you want to give a voice to these fellows? They don't say much. Can they be carol singers? Um, They can. Like King Wenceslas? (laughs) <laughs> or God rest you merry gentlemen that was the carol mentioned earlier wasn't it oh yeah yeah okay good morning sir a merry christmas to you <laughs> beautiful and scrooge said often afterwards that of all the blithe sounds he had ever heard those were the blithiest in his ears He had not gone far when, coming on toward him, he beheld the portly gentleman who had walked into his counting-house the day before and said, Scrooge and Marley's, I believe. It sent a pang across his heart to think how this old gentleman would look upon him when they met. But he knew what path lay straight before him, and he took it. My dear sir, said Scrooge, quickening his pace and taking the old gentleman by both his hands, how do you do? I hope you succeeded yesterday. It was very kind of you. A Merry Christmas to you, sir. Mr Scrooge? Yes, said Scrooge. That is my name, and I fear it may not be pleasant to you. Ask me to allow your pardon. And will you have the goodness... Here Scrooge whispered in his ear. Lord, bless me, cried the gentleman, (laughs) as if his breath were taken away. "'My dear Mr. Scrooge, are you serious?' "'If you please,' said Scrooge, "'not a farthing less. "'A great many back-payments are included in it, I assure you. "'Will you do me that favour? "'My dear sir,' said the other, shaking hands with him, "'I don't know what to say to such manif- "'Please don't say anything, please,' retorted Scrooge. "'Come and see me. "'Will you come and see me?' "'I will.' cried the old gentleman, and it was clear he meant to do it. Thank you, said Scrooge. I'm much obliged to you. I thank you fifty times. Bless you. He went to church and walked about the streets and watched the people hurrying to and fro and patted the children on the head and questioned beggars and looked down into the kitchens of houses and up to the windows and found that everything could yield him pleasure. He had never dreamed that any walk, that anything, could give him so much happiness. In the afternoon, he turned his steps toward his nephew's house. He passed the door a dozen times before he had had the courage to go up and knock, but he made a dash and did it. "'Is your master at home, my dear?' said Scrooge to the girl. "'Nice girl, very. Um, But I'm guessing this is their maid, not anyone we've met before.' What does she sound like? Let's put a northern accent in there. Okay. Any particular? It's quite a large place. Let's make a Liverpudlian. We haven't had a Liverpudlian. 
in this just, book. Just go over the top with it, actually. Yeah. So just make her like 120% Liverpool. 120% Liverpool. Got it. <laughs> I need to see it in your face. It like almost hurts to speak. Okay. <laughs> and it hurts to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Greg, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is your master at home, my dear? Said Scrooge to the girl. Nice girl, very. Yes, sir. Where is he, my love? Said Scrooge. He's in the dining room, sir, along <laughs> with mistress. I'll show you upstairs if you please. Josh is so scouse right now that he can't even see the words in the book. I just squinted, <laughs> I just squinted so yeah. much. <laughs> Squint through the scouse, as they say. <laughs> Thank you. He knows me, said Scrooge, with his hand already on the dining room lock. I'll go in here, my dear. He turned it gently and sidled his face in round the door. They were looking at the table, which was spread out in great array, for these young housekeepers are always nervous on such point and like to see that everything is right. Fred, said Scrooge. Dear heart alive, how his niece by marriage started. Scrooge had forgotten, for the moment, about her sitting in the corner with the footstool, or he wouldn't have done it on any account. Why, bless my soul, cried Fred. Who's that? It's I, your Uncle Scrooge. I have come to dinner. Will you let me in, Fred? Let him in. It's a mercy he didn't shake his arm off. <laughs> he was at home in five minutes. Nothing could be heartier. His niece looked just the same. So did Topper when he came. So did the plump sister when she came. <laughs> so did everyone when they came. Wonderful party, wonderful games, wonderful unanimity, wonderful happiness. But he was early at the office next morning. Oh, he was early there. If he could only be there first and catch Bob Cratchit coming late. That was the thing he had set his heart upon. And he did it. Yes, he did. The clock struck nine. No Bob. A quarter past. No Bob. He was full eighteen minutes and a half behind his time. Scrooge sat with his door wide open that he might see him come into the tank. His hat was off before he opened the door. His comforter, too. He was on his stool in a jiffy driving away with his pen, as if he were trying to overtake nine o'clock. Hello, growled Scrooge in his accustomed voice as near as he could feign it. What do you mean by coming here at this time of day? I, I am very sorry, sir, said Bob. I, I, I am behind me time. You are, repeated Scrooge. Yes, I think you are. Step this way, sir, if you please. It's only once a year, sir, pleaded Bob, appearing from the tank. It shall not be repeated. I was making rather merry yesterday, sir. Now, I'll tell you what, my friend, said Scrooge. I am not going to stand for this sort of thing any longer. And therefore, 
he continued, leaping from his stool and giving Bob such a dig in the waistcoat that he staggered back into the tank again. And therefore, I am about to raise your salary. <laughs> you could have been punked. <laughs> Poor Bob's Bob. about to have a heart attack. <laughs> like, yeah. He's got the camera ready to take a photo of his surprise ah, day. There's <laughs> a crew next door. Like, yeah. You just say, raise your salary. Huh? And then, like you put he, <laughs> the light bulb, he pulls a le- then, he pulls a lever, and then like those and then Ant and Dec come down. running yeah. in. <laughs> Celebrate good times, come, come on! on. <laughs> Some dark. The balloons come down. Yeah. <laughs> Bob trembled and got a little nearer to the ruler. He had a momentary idea of knocking Scrooge down with it holding him and calling to the people in the court for help and a straight waistcoat. A Merry Christmas, Bob, said Scrooge with an earnestness that could not be mistaken as he clapped him on the back. A merrier Christmas, Bob, my good fellow, than I have given you for many a year. I'll raise your salary and endeavour to assist your struggling family and we will discuss your affairs this very afternoon. Over a Christmas bowl of smoking bishop, Bob. Make up the fires and buy another coal scuttle before you dot another eye, Bob Cratchit. Scrooge was better than his word. He did it all, and infinitely more. And to Tiny Tim, who did not die, he was a second father. He became as good a friend, as good a master and as good a man as the good old city knew, or any other good old city, town or borough in the good old world. Some people laughed to see the alteration in him, but he let them laugh, and little heeded them, for he was wise enough to know that nothing ever happened on this globe for good, at which some people did not have their fill of laughter in the outset, and knowing that such as these would be blind anyway, He thought it quite as well that they should wrinkle up their eyes in grins as have the malady in less attractive forms. His own heart laughed, and that was quite enough for him. He had no further intercourse with the spirits, but lived upon the total abstinence principle ever afterwards. Did he actually just use intercourse and abstinence? I was really hoping that you wouldn't have noticed that, because you know, <laughs> yeah. then you're going to make inappropriate comments. Yeah. It just... Yeah. Mm, mm, he slept mm, with a ghost. said this before. It's yeah. Victorian! I mean, they were visiting him in his bedroom, but I was hoping it was more innocent <laughs> than that. the kinky it spirits. It was. Yeah. Come along. Marley's chains of a whole different meaning. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the ghost oh. of Christmas past, and I'm about to rock your world. <laughs> we did so well at making this family friendly until the last episode, and then it's filth, pure filth. <laughs> it's his fault for using words that have changed their meaning. Yeah. <laughs> the ghost of Christmas presents just using food in the bedrooms. Great. <laughs> Chocolate mousse everywhere. <laughs> I thought you're supposed to be showing me my present. No, shh. Feeds him a grape. <laughs> and it was always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas well, if any man alive possessed the knowledge. May that be truly said of us and all of us. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us, every one.
End of book. <gasps> it was nice having a book which kind of dotted every I and crossed every T. Yes. It, it, you felt like everything was wrapped up really nicely. A beautiful closure. Well, I think there's, yeah. there's something to be said about it being a carol in the staves and a song. Mm. normally resolves or has to resolve yes. in, its, yeah, in, its, yeah, yeah. in its verses. And it's to each, particularly with the Christmas Carol, you'd normally have exactly the same structure. And it's just like a theme. Mm-hmm. Like if you're like the three white, um, we three kings of Orient are, and e- each one is the different Magi. And then at the end, it's all like, we're going to come together. We're going to give presents. So I guess. Well, that- then wouldn't, wouldn't the theme then of this be God bless us, everyone? Rich, well, that, that's poor, your chorus refrain, old, young. Yeah. God bless Do you know what I mean? Like maybe, that, maybe that, as you said, if it concludes in kind of the last line and the last stave, then maybe the, the theme of Dickens' book is it doesn't matter who you are. Like, you know, have a, have yeah. a great Christmas and God yeah, bless e- you. E- even, even, this, even this horrible man, the sun, yeah. sh- the sun shines on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you want it to, nice. you want, it has to be feel good, and that's the best way you can yes, do it. Yes, definitely. Um, but what's nice about it is it's feel good, but it still um, hammers home a, a moral, and it still invokes an emotion in you, other than just oh, I I feel good. It, it's like oh, I feel good, and I'm now kind of inspired or motivated to be that person, to be that positive change in my community or my area or. Do you know what I mean? It kind of spurs you to action as well yeah. as making you feel kind of jolly and Christmassy inside. There's like a pleasant little call to arms in it. Yes, exactly. And I guess when you say the man who invented Christmas, Christmas is the a, epitome of selflessness, uh, charitable mm. and good cheer. Yeah. And in doing that, this is this is like a gospel to that that idea and it's like well the the way we can do this is to have christmas and then once a year we can remind ourselves um of of why we do it even if it it goes like now it goes goes further and further from it's religious for for a lot of people it's religious beginnings but people still associate it with being happy being charitable and goodwill goodwill yeah and feeling good and being outgoing so yes that's why it, that's why he say he invented Christmas because I was in like I'm, well, we knew we're using this film quite a lot, but I suppose there's a lot in it, and it's quite a good comparison to draw. Just looking at the ending, Spark Notes here uh, points something out. It says the last stave rounds out the symmetrical structure of the novella as Scrooge encounters in sequence the same people he treated with cruelty in stave one. Oh yeah, only this time the newly rebor- reborn Scrooge sheds his grumpy bar humbugs in favour of warm holiday greetings. And that's, I think, what gives it that really nice kind of Yeah, you meet all the same feel. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he is able to make it right with everybody who he wronged in the first stave. And that's what gives it that rounded off, really nice, complete feel. We never found out about the how uh, Bob cooked the turkey, though. No, it doesn't say <laughs> that here either, actually. Mrs. Crutch is like, for goodness sake, I'm going to have to deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why he was late. It's just meat sweats. He was just like <laughs> lying in bed, just like, oh, <laughs> just been on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> just can't go. Eating raw turkey. Yeah. 
in the final bit, it says, the last comment holds a great deal of significance in stave five as Scrooge has quite literally escaped hell by going to the party or rather experiencing the moral conversion that compels him to look fondly on the holiday gathering. He is quite literally a saved man and the story of his redemptions ends with a note of extraordinary optimism. The famous last words of the novel, God bless us everyone, conveys perfectly the fellow feeling of good cheer to which Scrooge awakens as his story unfolds. And that's what A Christmas Carol so vehemently celebrates. So that's quite nice, showing the significance of that last line. And the hope and the optimism that it brings. And it's also, I think, the main overarching... theme of it being a redemption story and basically Mm -hmm. saying nobody is beyond saving nobody is a reprobate which is you know i think reprobate is one of my favorite words because i think it basically (laughs) means beyond the grace of god like beyond the reach of god (laughs) and it's like but this is like you know you read the first chapter and this man is awful like he's just horrible yeah. But yet he was still able to change. And I think that it's that nice hope that you can kind of look at your own life and the things you've done in the past and go, oh, I shouldn't have said that to that person. I shouldn't have been selfish there. I shouldn't have done that. But knowing that tomorrow is a new day and that you can turn it around and you can apologize and you can make amends and you can kind of, you know, all you need is make three, that positive change three in your life. You come and visit you to do it. Yeah, so everyone's like, I'm, I'm a bit of a so and so. People don't like me. Where am I going? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I really enjoyed that book. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's quite good, isn't it? It's, Even I, though I know the story so well, I really enjoyed listening to it, and I almost felt like I was finally hearing it from the horse's mouth, like right from the right from the. You calling me a horse? Then. Yes. In terms of pe- <laughs> yeah, in terms of painting a picture, and it's probably because I'm not that well read. Um, I've read probably more than average, hence why I'm on this podcast, as in the, <laughs> the lazy part. But that was it, on your it, CV, that's why I picked of- you. <laughs> has read a book. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was on the application of, for in terms of painting read. a picture <laughs> and really like laying down a scene. As I, I said it earlier on, like I was a bit worried that all I would picture are just a mix of all the adaptations mm-hmm. that I've seen. But actually True. it was so good that mm. it created it created my own yeah, that's, that's such an important like I know it's, it's, it sounds really reductive and simplistic, but if you can't picture what the story is, you're never gonna get on board with it. But I could no. really, really, really and it gives you the license and it's a fully like five senses book as well. He doesn't go, yes. this is what it looked like, this is what it looked like. You could smell it, you could feel it. Yeah. Um, like the way he describes the Very weather true. or that or that crisp <clears throat> that crisp morning and you're like yeah i know what that's like yeah mm-hmm. yeah i can see it now like i can taste it now i can yeah, smell yeah, yeah, it now yeah, yeah. i can hear it now as like, well it makes me really hungry actually as well like yeah. he's like describing all the food that i'm actually like quite... <laughs> <laughs> so um it's so true yeah he he this this charles dickens guy is really underrated they should uh <laughs> release some of his other books they should <laughs> Really he just did. doesn't get the acclaim. What else did he, he wrote? Stuart Little, didn't he? Can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So, if you've got any comments or opinions on this chapter or this book, you can message us on the Lazy Book Club at gmail dot com, uh, or you want to wish us uh, goodwill to all men 
or a God blesses everyone on Twitter. Our handle is at Lazy Book Club Pod. Yeah, and those Tiny Tim impressions extend to Instagram as well. <laughs> Let's see those videos at Lazy Book Club Pod. It's been a really, really good year. We've really enjoyed doing this podcast for you guys. I hope you've enjoyed the books that we've read so far in 2020. If you have any recommendations, by all means, message us. Please do. We are absolutely very open yeah. to suggestions. Pinocchio was an audience suggestion, which we have taken up. So definitely message us if you've got any favourites that you'd like yeah, we Josh want, to um, read. Yeah, we want something that's maybe different to what we've done before. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it doesn't have to be funny or silly, um, but there certainly needs to be sort of room for discussion. Characters. And, and characters as well. Yes. But certainly something really to like bite into and also slightly be able to take the mick out of. Yes. <laughs> Inevitably. <laughs> it does I, I was really worried with Christmas Carol. I thought it's such a good book that I'm Me worried that we, it, yeah, we're not going to be able to find, but inevitably we did. <laughs> yeah. Matt, no, Matt had to cut out stuff really... that we weren't allowed to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but it's been fun. It's been really, really fun. Yeah. And hopefully you guys have had fun listening to it. We should probably announce that. In January, we're actually going to be taking a month off. We've done the whole year without a break, which has been quite an achievement. Most oh, podcasts yeah. don't do that, do they? Most podcasts have. Mm, but we're going to have a little season. We've literally break. done four series in one year, back to yeah. back, not a week's mm-hmm. respite. It's like being in a Dickensian workhouse. I can yeah. tell you. Yes. Not a penny. Not a penny in recompense. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so yeah we're gonna take january as a break it would give us an opportunity to have a little go at some extra episodes uh we're hopefully going to try in 2021 to set up a bit of a patreon so please do let us know if you'd be interested in supporting us through that and we will probably put out a trailer for our next book at some point in january so keep an eye out for that and our first podcast of 2021 will drop in february at some point but we wish you all a very happy new year we hope that you have a lovely celebration as we close the end of this very depressing year on planet earth right and have a hope that next year will bring a bit more fun a a few more hugs a few more gatherings and a few more parties but do continue to stay safe and you will hear from us in january but until then Bye! 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 These are the ghosts. These are the ghosts. These are the ghosts. These are the ghosts. Christmas past! Christmas past! Christmas past! Christmas past!